Hello everybody and welcome to Ask the Coach Show episode 45. This is the show where you ask table tennis questions and we answer them. We put all the notes from our shows and all the shows on our blog at www.pinskills.com slash table tennis blog. So go there and check out all the past shows. You can ask questions by using the Google Apps Hangout, hitting the Q&A button, or by asking a question on our website, website using the Ask the Coach uh, section. And as always, I've got with me Super Coach Alois Rosario to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff. How are you this morning? I'm very good, thank you. That's good. I should get rid of that overlay so people can see me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very good. So um, it's going to be another great show. We've got a lot of good questions again. Yes, we have. Okay. The... Yep. So first up, Alice, let me just uh, bring up the um, the questions. Um, let's just have a quick discussion about the ITTF World Tour Grand Finals. It's pretty exciting. They're on in a couple of days. There's a great video out by the ITTF yeah. on the race to Bangkok. Um, talking about yeah, a million dollars worth of prize money. Yeah, it's a nice promotional video, isn't it? They're doing well with their uh, their promo stuff now. Yeah, the um, the uh, the tournament starts on the twelfth. The first matches are actually on the twelfth. Uh, Alois, yeah, you're just cutting today. out there again. Um, it's really open. Just cutting out okay. a bit. Okay, yeah. I'll might have to. Uh, Okay, I'm going to have to decrease this bandwidth again, I think. Yeah, yeah how's that? Right. I think that'll work better. Good work. Yeah, so the, um, the uh, ITTF yes, event starts on the 12th, which is on uh, Friday. And as we've talked about it a little bit before, but it's pretty open because no Chinese have qualified in either the men's or the women's. So it does make, uh, does make the tournament um, very open. Um, in the men's, uh, Jordan Mizutani is the number one seed, but um, as we said earlier as well, he hasn't won an event this year. Uh, um, in the in the tournament, players like Ovcharov, uh, Samsonov, um, and uh, yeah, prob they're probably the main ones that I see as the threats. Um, yeah, yeah. outsiders maybe Peng Tang. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm going to pick Ovcharov. Yeah. I'm I have to go with you, but I can't just go with you. I'm going <laughs> to have to go with Samson of then. <laughs> Fair enough. Lucky I got in Apple, Apple, um, that's right. Uh, Polonia has had, um, has had a really good uh, season, but he's up against uh, Chuang Chi Yuan first up in the draw, and his head-to-head -head is a 1-0 to Chuang Chi Yuan. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting, and and the winner of that plays, you know, the winner of uh, of Chiro and Muramatsu. Now Muramatsu, young guy that we saw made the final of the the World Junior Championship. So yeah, so interesting tournament on the men's side. Uh, on the women's side, um, we've got uh, Feng Tianwei from. Standout favourite. Um, she's uh, I think she's won three events uh, on the circuit here. So so yeah, she's yes, a favourite. Um, but you know, the Grand Open, which we were commentating on, Alice. 
Yeah, she did, and she won that pretty convincingly too, didn't she, Jeff? Yeah, she was yeah very impressive. Um, so uh, yeah, she's almost a certainty in my mind to uh, take the title there. Wow, there you go. Almost a certainty labelled by Jeff. We'll see the results in a few days. So uh, yeah, so start starting up starting up on Friday um, in Bangkok. So we'll see how that all pans out. Very good, Alois. All right. Well, on a related topic. Um, the ping Silas question of the day from yesterday was, in what year will a non-Chinese player win the men's singles world championships? What are your thoughts? Mm, that's, that is an interesting one, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's always hard to look into the future and see things changing. Um, you know, uh, uh, let, let's, let's have a look, look at a tennis analogy. You know, like a few years ago, we would have thought, you know, Federer is going to, keep winning um, titles forever. Um, he's going to win Grand Slams and, you know, maybe reach 20 Grand Slams. But, you know, that, that's come to a, a, a bit of a halt. Things do change, but... Yes, but look, he's only got a excellent. So, whereas Chinese seem to keep turning over new players and new players and just seem to be always at the top, Alloys. Another, uh, another example of that, you know, in, in both Or you're still cutting out a little bit, Alois. You might need to just take it down one, the broadband down one level again. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, now that's clear. Yep, that's good. Um, yeah, so I... Um, Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Give me a year. Gee, I think, I think, I think it's going to just take something exceptional. Um, you know, um, another Waldner to come along, another another freak from Europe that uh, that has has ex an exceptional tournament, and you know, can beat two or three Chinese players in a row. Yeah, well, wasn't it, wasn't it 1997? Seems like a long time ago now. Had uh, Waldner and Samsonov in the final. Yeah, that, it does seem like a long time ago. But you know, what's that? Uh, um, 17 years ago. Yes. So, you know, Is looking 17. So it was it maybe in 17 years' time, and then one. Maybe. Three, um, maybe 2032. Okay, let's let let let's put it let's put that uh, date on it. All right, two thousand and thirty-two. That's when it's going to happen. No, it's got to be an odd year. Sorry, I've got that wrong, don't I? So two yeah, thousand and thirty-one. I reckon it'll happen thirty-one. Yeah, two thousand and thirty-one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. on to the pink skillers question for today, which is why are left-handers overrepresented? Zuzin, Ding Ding are both number ones. There seem to be a lot of left-handers at the top of table tennis. And is it the same in your club? Leave your comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll give you our thoughts tomorrow. Okay, Alice. Now, Nick wants to know, can you explain to me the Marlin awesome flick? Well, it's quite hard to explain because he, uh, he does an incredible job on it. He, I think you know one of, the, one of the keys for Marlin's flick is just the way that he uses his wrist. So he comes in and really uses his wrist well to come. To, he opens the bat up and then just almost smashes 
through and over the ball. But having said that, the basic principles that we show you in the in the in our flick lessons are the same. You know, so it's thinking about coming in at the ball and coming up and over the ball a little bit, putting a little bit of top spin if you can, um, or um, hitting the ball at the top of the bounce so that you got a nice direct line. You know, it's it's a stroke that Marlene has done for years and years and um, and has practiced a lot. Um, trying to develop a, a flick that fast is uh, will, will take a long time. But for me, one of the real keys to Marlin's flick is his use of the wrist and the way that he really uses his wrist to, to whip the bat through so fast. Yeah, excellent points there, Alois. And I think the key with a lot of these uh, strokes that you try and learn is that if you get the basics right, then you can start to develop your stroke as time goes by and as you practice it more. You can't just come out and start playing, you know, really top table tennis. It takes time. So work on the basics, get them right, keep practicing, and over time you'll just get better and better and better. All right. Well, that moves us on, Alois, to a question from Rudvik, who says, I am a defender. My opponent attacks on my forehand and I would play a very fast deep chop, but then my opponent just plays it short and I need to run for it. So is it right for me to play a fast deep chop or should I play a normal chop which would force him to attack or make it easier for him to attack? Yeah, so Rudvik, yeah, I'm not sure here. Now, if you really can get the ball deep and fast, it is going to make it harder for him to push the ball back because... When, when the ball's deep and fast and he's pushing the ball from back here, it's hard for him to, to get that ball short on your side of the table. You're more likely to get a longer push ball that will give you an opportunity to move in. If you play the ball short, as you're talking about, or you know a normal length, it's much easier for them to play the ball, to come in close to the table and push the ball back short onto your side. So... I, I think keep the ball, keep that ball deep. You know, force them, force them to make the attack, and you can stay back there and chop if you want to. But if they play a push off your long chop, then come in because the ball will land pretty long on your side, and come in and try and make an attacking stroke um, on that on that ball. Um, if you have a look at the final of the world uh, junior championships that Muramatsu, when he comes in sometimes and plays an unbelievable backhand topspin, and he even plays a backhand topspin on a third ball a couple of times that are just incredible. So as a defender, develop that ability to attack that ball as well, and then it puts much more pressure on the attacker to keep the ball short when they're, when they're playing the drop shot. Because if they know then if they push the ball long to you, you're going to come in and make an attacking stroke. So, yeah, so give give that a try, Rutvik. Um, keep that ball deep on the other side of the table, um, Make and that'll make it a little bit harder for them to uh, to keep the ball short to you. Yeah, that's some good tips there, Alois, on keeping the ball deep. Now, in a match, if you're not really comfortable uh, attacking when they push that ball, or maybe you just haven't quite gotten a good position... I guess the key still is to practice that movement in and out so you can get to the ball quickly and so you're not rushed. But then the other thing is even if you're pushing, you can still do a really effective push as long as you sort of place it well. It can still make it hard 
for your opponent to play that next attack. Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, so you talk about the footwork, and that is really important. I think we've got a um, we've got a lesson on um, footwork for defenders that we can uh, link to. Um, but then you're right when you when you do make it in there. Yeah, make sure that that push again is nice and deep and to the side where your opponent isn't going to attack well from. So if their backhand isn't as strong, you know, push that ball deep into their backhand corner. Or if their forehand's not strong, uh, push it into their forehand. So, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good tips too, Jeff. Okay. Now, what do you think? I'm not sure about this one, about the tactic of if you're not great at the in-and-out footwork, which you probably need to be if you're going to be a defender, but about maybe chopping the ball higher so that it encourages your opponent to attack rather than play the short push. Ah, yes. An interesting tactic uh, for a defender. Um, playing the ball higher can be effective because often attackers, firstly, like playing the ball from a little bit lower so that they can lift the ball up. When the ball's up a little bit higher, especially with a fair bit of backspin, some attackers can find that awkward. Some, if the ball's up there, can really smack it hard. So you need to you need to be careful and 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 think about your actual opponent. But, yeah, so you don't want that to be your main tactic, I guess. No, no, that's right. Yeah, but sometimes a, a higher, heavier ball uh, by a defender can be really effective because um, attackers will often lift their shoulder and tighten up on that on that higher ball rather than uh, playing their normal topspin. So, yeah, that can be can be effective as well. All right. All right. Well, hopefully that helps you out. Good question, uh, Rudvik. All right. The next question, Alois, is from uh, Moodit, who asks, I struggle with my backhand topspin against loose or dead balls, which are just dropping off the edge of the table. I also find myself doing the stroke either in slow motion or way too vertical. Why is this? Yeah, so would it? Um, I don't. Th I don't think um, playing that slow uh, stroke slowly and more vertically is necessarily a bad thing. Um, off that, off that ball that's coming, that's dropping just off the end of the table. Let it, let it come off the end. So over the top of the table, you can play it, but it becomes a more difficult stroke because you haven't got the um, angle of your stroke to make it. So if you let the ball drop off the table, then you can lift the ball better. Um, it's probably just an easier stroke. Now, when you're thinking about lifting that ball, try to keep the ball um, with as much spin as you can because that will make it harder for your opponent. But also see if you can just vary the height of the ball. Sometimes lift it up higher. Sometimes lift it just over the edge of the table and as low as you can over the net. Um, but still with lots of spin, and you'll you'll start to make it a difficult ball for your opponent. So that can be a, a difficult ball for you uh, for your opponent to deal with. So don't necessarily think that I that you have to play the ball really fast. Slow vertical spinny ball can be effective as well. Okay, but to get that spin, we still need to have some speed with the bat and and a fine brushing contact. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as the ball comes off the end of the table, then it does enable you to to get the bat to move faster because you can you can um, swing from low to high a little bit better, and then also yes, getting that nice brushing contact to get more spin on the ball. Okay. Now this seems like a difficult one to practice. Is there any sort of tips we could use to actually practice this? 
Um, Multi-ball is a really good way of practicing this one. And um, so get the other person to feed the ball with backspin and just try to get them to feed it just off the end. It might take a little bit of um, a practice for uh, the person feeding multi-ball to get the length just right, but they will give you uh, plenty of opportunities with that sort of ball. Um, and you can practice that, you know, a hundred times in a couple of minutes. So multi-ball is a great way of practicing it. Yeah, good tips. And even if they don't get the length exactly right, I guess that's still good practice because you might get some that are longer, some that are shorter, and you'll just have to learn to adjust. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, give that a try, Moon, and hopefully um, with practice you can improve that stroke. All right. The next one is from Nicho. He says, I played against a top player in my school. And I lost points when he does a very fast topspin serve to my backhand side. Sometimes I can return with an attacking topspin stroke, but then he increased the speed, and sometimes he put a little bit of side spin on it. So, do you have any advice for Nicho, Alois? Yeah. So, um, it, you know, at, at that level, it can be a difficult serve to deal with. You know, just just sometimes they do a really fast topspin serve into your backhand. And if you're not confident with the backhand side, sometimes you don't um, play it effectively. The first thing is use the speed of the opponent's serve. For, think, think about just attacking the ball a little bit, block the ball even, but just make sure you're placing the ball well. So if his backhand's weaker, place it into his backhand or in the middle or into, into his forehand. Don't try and do too much with it to start off with. As you start to get the feel and the pace of it, then you can just swing a little bit more. Again, you don't have to have a big swing on it um, because they've already generated the, the pace for you. You can just topspin, come through and topspin over the ball a little bit um, and place the ball well. Um, then when he speeds it up, adds a little bit of side spin, then we've got a little bit more to think about. So with the side spin, then you need to adjust the angle of your racket as well. But if you can get the feel of the speed and just brush that ball well on the contact, you will start to negate some of the side spin on the ball as well. So if you brush the ball nice and finely, it doesn't have to be a big stroke, just brush it nice and finely, you'll start to um, direct the ball to where you want it to go rather than the side spin dragging it um, where he wants it to go. Okay, great. So I think, yeah, the main tips I got out of that is you don't have to do too much. Um, the ball's already coming fast, so if you place it well, that's going to cause them trouble because it's going to come back pretty fast anyway. Um, and then you've just got to deal with the side spin. Um, again, is there a good way to practice this, Alois? Um, yeah, if you can, get, I mean, if you can get someone to to just serve continuously at you, so um, you know, get someone to just um, go out there and just serve continu continuously backhands into your into your, uh, serve into your backhand, sorry, um, and just practice getting the feel of it, um, and just see if you can start to to make that return. The other thing we didn't mention earlier is if they're always doing long fast serves, and that's the one that's really troubling you. Just take half a step back, and that'll give you a little bit more time to see see the ball and play your stroke as well. Don't go too far back, but just just a little bit away from the table. You know, even if it's um, that far further away from the table, 
you'll start to get a better read on, on the ball. Okay, excellent. Well, that's a great tip, Alois, and uh, hopefully that helps you out, Nicho. We also do have a, a video on returning alongside spin serve, so I'll put a link in the show notes. So you can see all the show notes at pingskills.com slash tabletennisblog. We've got all our past episodes there. So make sure you check out the website and sign up for our free newsletter. That wraps up episode 45 of the Ask the Coach show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you, Alois, for answering all those questions. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Have a, have a good day. Have a good, uh, have a good uh, table tennis session today if you can fit one in, Pingskillers.